Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. <laughs> Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one nerd heckling minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Norman Mitchell from Lord of the Rings Minute. Welcome back, Norman. Uh, today, to be here. Yeah. Uh, today to have you. <laughs> we're talking about Minute 40, which starts with uh, Spider-Man uh, <laughs> and ends with uh, with with uh, the ring announcer Quentin Beck telling the guards to do something. Yeah, will the guards yeah. please? Will the guards? Yeah, yeah. Uh, your 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 impression of the ring announcer sounds like uh like the Mandarin from Iron Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what does he say? What does Ben Kingsley say in that? Um, uh, uh, what is, uh, some, some call me a teacher or something. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, nobody can can talk quite like Bruce Campbell. It's, it's not it's not worth trying. Uh, <laughs> uh, this bit where he's like, he got my name wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Get out there, moron! <laughs> Get out there, moron! Oh, oh my god. god, it's beautiful. It's so good. Also, Peter is way too proud of the human spider. That is a terrible. <laughs> terrible oh, no. name uh i just i love i mean the it's been so long since the setup of peter sketching the the costume in his bedroom you know well i'm not not t- terribly long in movie terms but long enough that it, it's in our mind oh the thing's gonna pop up and we're gonna see spider-man here and just the sort of deer in the headlights <laughs> look on his face when he's just he's just he's such a loser pants oh Oh God, I love it I so much. He's got like the striped track pants. Yeah, yeah. and the strobe lights behind. And, it, and it's just a—it's a full-on hero shot. Yeah, yeah, like from right below this this sort of epic framing, and he just looks like such such a dork. Uh, oh, he's uh, such a doofus. Yeah, I love it. Well, he, J- he just James- makes a huge ass out of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, J- James Atchison, um, who is a uh, lead costume designer on the film, talks about how they 
we talked with Sam Raimi about this mishmash approach to the prototype costume, uh, just just stuffy to have in his closet where we're not going to custom make anything for it, which oftentimes in a movie, like even if a character is wearing a regular looking shirt, it's custom made for them. Like um, mm-hmm. in Captain America Winter Soldier, like the Winter Soldier has like a, a dirty Henley and like a baseball cap that he's wearing when he's incognito. Those are all custom made uh, uh, objects. But this is just a straight up sweatshirt and like ready made dirty gloves and red sneakers. But the thing that he points out that he did want to give credit to is his associate designer, Lisa. I'm going to screw up her last name, but her, her name is Lisa Tomczyzyn. It's like T-O-M-C-Z-E-Z-Y-N. Uh, she came up with the idea of having a homemade spider stencil that he spray paints onto his shirt. Um, and so that's why such a good idea. it's such a good idea. It's so high schooler making his thing. And that's also why in this scene, he has this sort of reverse color on his chest emblem where it's like a red spider with red lines because you can't make a one piece stencil to do a web pattern because you would have to like have each individual uh, gap be its own stencil, but you can make a one piece stencil of the reverse. So if you just drew out all the lines and the spider emblem, cut it out with an exacto and then spray painted it, it would come out reverse like this. So it's, it's like just a nice little goofy detail and it just looks so beautifully homemade and dumb and dumb. It's just so great. It's so great. Those gardening gloves. I, I, <laughs> what the thing that I'm, I'm most amazed by is that he just happened to have all of these things that form like a perf. They're like perfectly color coordinated. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the sh- the color uh, of the shoes matches the the outfit. It's so good. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Peter just likes red and blue. He yeah, really does. Yeah, he truly, truly yeah. does. Oh, the red on the gloves matches the shirt, matches the mask, matches the stripe on the on the sweatpants, like yeah, and it's, the shoes. Like it's just oh, it's so good. <laughs> and and I love that he bothered to put a spider on his back too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did the sort of reversed color scheme on it. You know, he put some time in uh, with what he had. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but that at least at least it is is the same spider emblem he will later use on his uh, on his back in the real suit. Mm-hmm. So there's some continuity there. But mm-hmm. I love it. I just love that reveal. And these hecklers, these professional... Uh, the bonets. Uh, the bonets. Yeah. They're so mean. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're so mean. Oh, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll rip all eight of your feeble little legs off. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good they ask him right if, like, before she and he, he, she says that right before the flying dutchman goes by going <laughs> oh god my legs i can't feel my, I can't feel my legs um two two details there one okay pe- people throwing popcorn and peanuts and stuff at him i'm again they, they, i'm sorry they yeah. they paid good money for those snacks there's no <laughs> way they're just throwing them on people. That popcorn probably cost them like $10. They're not just going to throw it on. Okay. You, you say that. And I know yeah. that this is like New York, New York City and things are outrageously priced. Yeah. There is, um, there is a pay-per-view from the WWE in 2006 called uh, ECW One Night Stand mm. where fans threw everything at the performers in the ring. Oh, no. Like awesome. every. People even brought in like toilet paper and all kinds of stuff to throw. And this That's was, amazing. it was uh, the Hammerstein, yeah. I think it's called the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. 
Yeah. <laughs> so this is like the uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show approach to uh, participating in your entertainment. Um, that they're just like, yeah, no, we'll bring stuff and we'll throw it, and it'll be a, a good a good old time. I don't know what the second object that hits him is. I think it's a bag of peanuts, but it could be anything with stripes on it. Um, it's just great, and I'm pretty sure, like that Sam Raimi threw those things. In oh, this yeah, no, yeah. 100%. It's always <laughs> Sam Raimi. Everything that gets thrown at any of his actors from off screen, they all come at the same angle and like hit them exactly the same way because it's all thrown by Sam and he's throwing it and just cackling to himself. He's a little psychopath and I love him to pieces. Like, yeah. can I beam the actor right in the face when they're trying to deliver this line? Yeah. Right, Yeah. That, why else become a director? You know, that's like, <laughs> yeah. the main thing you get out of your job is an opportunity to throw things in actors' faces. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As um, as a Dutchman guy goes by, obviously the the main joke is just how horrifying the idea of I can't feel my legs is as being wheeled up by paramedics. But my favorite detail is that there's a fake nurse bonnet lady yes was, like, i was yeah. just about to say that like she is not a paramedic <laughs> that is not a medical professional she's just got like a a, a busting like nurse outfit and a stethoscope and she's just like listening to his chest as the real paramedics <laughs> wheel him away oh, she's just dressed like I hello nurse from the animaniacs <laughs> yeah yeah well i feel like this whole this whole thing is a plant right yeah, it's part sure. of the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the, they, be. they can spring for these really legit looking paramedics and then just like, well, we should have like a nurse lady there, right? Yeah, totally. She should be hot. She, she should be totally hot. <laughs> Make sure she's super, super hot. I can't feel my legs. Oh, God. Like she, just went, she just went to like Spirit of Halloween and bought that costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so these signs, so there's, there's a sign that just says, uh, there's, it's four separate signs and uh, they, they, they form the words kill him exclamation point and all of the letters are on fire. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then if you right below there is my favorite sign, I think in the entire thing, <laughs> which is just this sad guy holding a layered sign. That's like a red sign with a white sign in it that just says terror <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like a big sign it's, it's just, no he's just, it's, it's just and it's it's layered like why is, it's like it's like masked he like yeah, masked yeah. a sign a little frame i think my yeah. matted yeah i think my favorite sign is the, the one that looks almost like a chalkboard that just says file under d for dead <laughs> that's pretty great too that's pretty great too <laughs> There's uh, so many great signs here. There, if you're really looking, there's all kinds of them. Yeah, I wish I had that, this that crowd around oh, right. the, yeah. uh, the uh, around the file D under dead. Uh, they are, they are, they. It looks like they may have been there a while because they all look <laughs> tired and they're like barely giving it. There. They're like, oh yeah, go go. Can we leave? Can we go home yet? Like it's very uh, one of the. Uh, it's if you're, when you're looking at the file under D for a dead sign, mm -hmm. it, I I can tell it's not the same actor, but one of the guys in that shot is wearing the same outfit and has almost the same hair as the guy we're going to see a little bit later on in the movie. Oh, really? Wait, which one? Who am I looking at here? Who am I looking the, at? The dude with the, the bright yellow hair. He looks an awful oh, lot yes. like the guy 
in a little while. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yes. Maybe well, yeah. this is subliminal early. Uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> put that guy front and center. So this hair is in my brain for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I have done a couple um, gigs uh, in crowd scenes as an extra, and it's a it's a unique nightmare. But um, it's really <laughs> it's it's really hard to keep uh, enthusiasm going after a while. But your hope is that like I've, I've talked to like second second ads who pick people and they basically try to get people who are more um, lively at the front of the crowd so that as you go further back, people who are less genuinely invested in the moment are sort of blending into the background there. Um, but so I can only assume that this was like late in the day after like 10 hours of cheering when they were able to get this shot and the people just couldn't muster any more enthusiasm at that moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's tricky. I do like at least though that they literally did get a full crowd for it. Like it is a, a packed house. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Th- this I'm I'm fairly certain this looks like it was shot in a uh, school gymnasium. Oh maybe. Yeah. Like, like a high school gymnasium. Like there there's certain angles in this where I'm like oh 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 yeah this I think this is a high school gymnasium. Yeah. And they rigged it I'm all not, up. Uh, yeah. It looks it looks maybe just like the size of it and everything just seems like it's a basketball court that they're on. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, there's a guy as the cage, the cage, once the cage snaps together and then starts lowering, mm-hmm. um, there's a guy in a hat and a leather jacket who, uh, looks an awful lot like Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just, when it's just like clapping and looking up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's really I'm like, oh, he's, uh, yeah, he's bowling for Columbine or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and he's got he's got a sign too with uh with a, a mouth with teeth in it. Totally. I'm not sure what it says. It says something about breakfast, like he's gonna eat it you says, for breakfast. It, you can see the word break, but you can't really see the rest of what it says. Oh, it says yeah. breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Like bone saw <laughs> will eat you for breakfast. You know, a yeah. mouth for eating. Yeah, that's I mean everybody's yeah. really consistent with their sign work. I, I gotta give them props for that. Um this wait this cage thing is such a Oh, it says it says eat, it says he'll eat your bones for breakfast. Oh, that's better. That's better. Because <laughs> he's bones saw. Everything's bone themed. Yeah, he eats bones. He'll, he'll. Oh my god. Okay. I, I. All right. So I know when when the when when Peter's in the corner mm. and uh, as, as it's lowering. So first of all, there's the great sign that just says "Let's see blood." That looks like it's written in blood. <laughs> yes great um but then back in the corner there's a little sign that i think is supposed to be a picture of bone saw but it just looks like somebody's holding up a drawing of jesus (laughs) (laughs) it does it does because of the beard and the hair and they did it with like a brown marker or something so it's just right Oh yeah, I see it. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as if you're saying this is who you'll need in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe and I, I like know, the maybe uh, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> there's like a there's a girl near the front with the big pink sparkly bone saw number one yeah. sign. And bone saw number one. <laughs> and there's a there's a sign that's just like a Punisher skull that says bone saw. Yeah. So oh good. man. So fun. Maybe there's gonna be another 
uh, wrestler later who's got like a Christ theme or something. And they, they were just, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just a very Christ like, uh, like drawing of bone sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most, most <laughs> definitely. Um, um. <laughs> I, I think we should mention this, uh, the cage itself as an idea and as a, as a unique thing, like one fun little tidbit uh, I did dredge up in my research for uh, this section is that this giant cage that lowers from the ceiling was the first thing that the special effects department built for uh, the film Spider-Man. That is the first thing they started working on and getting the, um, the action and the, the cable contraption to work properly. This was the first project and they're very excited when it was, when it was done um, special effects supervisor, John Frazier uh, loved it. He called it one of Sam's whims because I don't know if um, where the cage um, occurs in the various drafts of the screenplays, but this version of it is apparently something that Sam was very adamant about. And John Frazier was like, I love this goofy whim that Sam Raimi had to have this type of cage. So we built it and they, yeah, it's mm, cool that it like yeah. snaps together like a trap. Yeah. yeah, this is not the, this is just not the way that cages look in wrestling. No, this is like not the way that this is done because cages in wrestling to avoid any kind of trouble with things falling is mm-hmm. they're already assembled and they're hanging up above the ring and then they're lowered down. Right. Like it's already in its uh, boxy form. You just yeah. like, yeah, just lower mm-hmm. straight down. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sometimes if you go to little arena shows, uh, there's like an intermission and a bunch of ring crew guys come out with squares of chain link fence and arrange it and set it up in front of you. And it mm. takes like 15 minutes. Yeah. Cause the, the, the cage is in every draft of the screenplay because mm. it's, I mean, it's, it's important that it's a cage match so that he can be. Because, spider- yeah. Right. So he can be Spider-Man. Like right. <laughs> if, if that's the thing, when this cage lowers, if I'm him, I'm like, Oh great. Now I don't. Uh, yeah. This guy has no chance in hell. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. going to win. <laughs> <laughs> he should be as happy as a clam at this moment. Yeah. Right. Not scared. He should be elated. Like, Oh buddy, you don't know what's in, what you're in for. Also like the punch he gave flash earlier. He just shouldn't be afraid of this guy anyway. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the idea is that he's just getting intimidated by everything going on around yeah. him. He's just getting a little overwhelmed. I also, um, I really question how flash well, right. isn't dead. Like, <laughs> we we had many of the same questions. <laughs> it's true. I I love Bonesaw's little fancy twirl as the cage comes down. Um, he's just, just such a showman. Uh, yeah, and then and then I I love that he's going over to the cage to like make sure it's assembled. Like he's right, like, "Yep, yeah. we're locked in. We're good Grabs to go." Grabs onto the rebar. He's That's like, a nope, real deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very classic like wrestling thing too, like in cage matches is to like grab the cage and like test its sturdiness, like make a show of it for the crowd yeah. and stuff. It's a very classic maneuver. Yeah, I mean cuz it's 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 a magic trick. This whole thing right. is a magic trick and yeah. they're magicians. Yeah. Um, they're exactly. Just, That's they're they're gymnast magicians, you know? Yeah. Like it's uh in it it very much like all the wrestling matches that I've ever watched all tend to follow that three-step prestige Right. thing yeah um, that magic tricks follow but they're they're wrestlers and they're doing a, a, a wrestling match but it still follows sort of like that same that same thing yeah. where you know one person is winning and then the other person starts to win and you're like oh no the guy that was winning is gonna lose and then they win <laughs> like that yeah. happens a lot 
you know, that's sort of like back yeah. and forth. Because well, the hero, thing. the hero has to have like a comeback. Like he gets beat down right. for a while, and then Hulk Hogan, very classically, is the the guy that kind of popularized it in the the modern kind of consciousness. Is like he just takes a beating for like twenty minutes and then stands up, acts like he wasn't hurt at all, and went at all and wins the match. Like that's right. that's what happens. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the audience is going to root for an underdog. And if they're yeah. not an underdog, you know, then yeah. you're not, I guess you're yeah. not doing your job right. Yeah. Um, so, so Norman, uh, tell us about the first time that you saw this movie. Do you remember, do you have any, any cool stories to do with this movie or your experience with it? Um, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, I didn't. Oh, really? I didn't see this movie. Yep, I didn't manage to see this until it came out on. I think I saw it on a VHS. I'm pretty sure. Wow, mm. uh, that's beautiful. One of the last of its kind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they made they made VHSs until like about 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. Right. They just stopped yeah. entirely. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I saw this on a VHS uh, rented from a local movie store that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved every minute of this movie when I first saw it. I was in, how old was I? It was 2002. Yeah. So I was 14 when I saw this movie mm-hmm. mm. for the first time. The sweet spot. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I loved it. I love Willem Dafoe in this movie. Uh, I mm-hmm. love, I have always been kind of a defender of these movies in general to people who look back at them and like, oh, Tobey Maguire was terrible. He's like, nah, not really. Toby McGuire yeah. was fine. Uh, yeah. You know, I even defend the third movie because I liked the third movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. There's a lot to love in it, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my favorite one's definitely the second one, but I've always really liked this movie a lot. And mm-hmm. I think it, it was a very good, like, vision of Spider-Man. I also like other things that Sam Raimi did. Uh, yeah. So I just like his comedic timing in general. Mm-hmm. Totally. So this movie just works for me. When I watched it earlier today getting ready to record. I'd forgot how much this movie just makes me smile when I'm watching it. Yep. It, yeah. I, I found myself just smiling and chuckling every couple of minutes, at least easily. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, this movie just has this incredible power to just make you feel good. Yeah. And I had, I had forgotten how brutal that climactic fight with the green goblin and Spider-Man is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, there's something about this movie. I I think the way we phrased it once on the podcast was that it makes you feel the way you felt the first time you watched it every time you're watching it. And that Mm -hmm. I, the, the thrill I have of wow, superheroes are on the big screen, even though for, I guess a, a decade plus they've been, you know, the, the powerhouse of blockbuster filmmaking at this point, I forget all of that when I watch Spider-Man, I'm just excited of, that's a superhero um yeah because yeah. if, if this movie had been like a total flop we probably wouldn't have gotten what we got today in superhero movies absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean this like, this changed things and and it yeah it had to be a, a uniquely interesting movie to do that it's there's a reason this broke all the the records it did and it can't just be because it was you know a spidey movie it had to also yeah like really connect to people and it's it still does i mean i'm i'm mm-hmm. excited every week when you know i somebody i don't know uh, leaves a comment or you know that i that i hear that they're starting to 
watch the movie again because they were listening to the podcast that like it still has this this hold on people that's beyond just the nostalgia it's the um the the core of the movie feels like a good friend and it's nice to spend time with them um i don't know yeah i i think one of the things that still grabs me about this movie and one of the reasons that i still really enjoy these sam Raimi spider-man movies in general Mm -hmm. is i don't feel like i'm watching a big budget superhero movie i feel like i'm watching a comic book Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice way to phrase it. Absolutely. Because it's so much about the way that these are put together compared to like the new like Marvel style formula feels uh-huh. like you're you're just reading a comic book and now it's a movie. It I don't know what what causes that exactly, but it's just like I feel like I'm just reading a comic book, but I'm watching it happen in front of me. Yeah, I, I think it has a lot to do with the tone of the movie, like overall, the mm-hmm. the the colors. Yeah. I think the opening um, monologue helps. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then so like the tone, the colors, and then specifically the the shots that Sam Raimi chooses. Like it it you know this was thoroughly storyboarded, like to within an inch of its life, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 added to that sort of you know the fact that they got the whole movie on paper. Like they made the movie as a comic book, essentially, and then went and shot it based on that comic book that they put together. You know, I I think it gives it a unique look that uh, is different. And it's and, you know, he specifically like he wanted to make a comic book movie um, more so than a lot of these other, uh, you know, the other movies. Like you compare this to Nolan's Batman trilogy and like Nolan has no interest in making a comic book movie. That's not what he's doing. Yeah. He's he's making a film. Yeah. About a rich guy who becomes a vigilante. Right. That's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. He He's not making a comic book movie. And so. Those are storyboarded, you know, to look like a film, yeah. not a comic book. And like a heist I think movie Raimi or is, a James Bond. Right. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Raimi is doing the opposite of that. He's embracing the medium and doing with so much love that you can really feel it in every single frame. Yeah. It's wholesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And the, the place where it feels the most like a comic book to me is the fight scenes. There's just yeah. like little things about the fight choreography make me feel more like I'm looking at a comic book just flipped through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah. we're we're right on the cusp of our first like proper uh Spidey fight. Uh right. Yeah. 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 That's it's right. exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really charming. So well, uh any any too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any uh any closing thoughts on uh on this first Spider-Man movie from you Norman? Uh I I still love it just as much as I did when I first saw it, I think. It it's just good. Just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Us <laughs> too. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Norman, thank you so much for uh joining us uh this these past two episodes. No problem. Um, if you want to tell people about, uh, remind them, uh, where you're from and, and what you do. So I'm one of the co-hosts for Lord of the Rings minute, and we are slowly, but surely wrapping up our fellowship of the ring minute. We're going to take a hiatus and then we'll be back for two towers 
which will be a, a year long process. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so definitely uh, go check that out. I mean, you know, there's sort of our, you know, Lord of the Rings minute. I sort of consider our sister show because mm-hmm. um, we're both early two thousands movie franchises. Yeah. Uh, Cause uh, <laughs> fellowship came out in uh, at near the end of 2001. And this came out in, it was like the middle of 2002. Yeah, May yeah, yeah, May of 2002. Yeah. yeah, so we're sandwiched right between your first two movies, basically, and then I think mm-hmm. the, I mean, the two franchises kind of hug each other for a while, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, this is the beginning of like geek culture kind of taking over pop culture, right? Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, and and Fellowship has the uh, has the honor of of showing the first um, the first trailer, like full theatrical trailer for Spider Man. Yeah, um, not the nine eleven teaser, but the the one before that. Yeah, huh. um, yeah, so or the, the one after that, I should say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first time that I got to like sit in a movie theater and see that there was a Spider Man movie was at the Lord of the Rings. So yeah, uh, we go great great deal of debt to you guys. Basically, I, did, right. I, I actually did not know that. That's pretty awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was yeah because they had the the World Trade Center um, teaser that yeah. didn't really have any footage from the actual movie in it, and that was like it was more of an announcement trailer, and that was yeah. o- over the summer of two thousand one. Yeah, uh, and then the actual theatrical trailer premiered on uh, Fellowship of the Ring in uh, December. Yeah, awesome so. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we will be back next week to talk about minute 41. In the meantime, uh, have you checked out our Patreon? Uh, you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support and uh, check out our Patreon page. Uh, there you will see all of the dueling genre, uh, family of podcasts. We, we sort of, uh, a lot of us share a Patreon page and we, um, put out bonus content just about, uh, I mean, I think, I think we put out something every weekend from one of the shows. Uh, but one of the things that we're doing, um, that includes Lord of the Rings minute who have, uh, their, their weekend show that they put out, uh, about once a month. Um, and, uh, and then we, we do the weekend bugle, which comes out, uh, every other week on the Patreon page where we talk about all things Spider-Man and Spider-Man related. And then, uh, when we go on hiatus between Spider-Man movies, um, we'll be, we'll be a weekly show. Uh, on our Patreon, uh, talking about like a a Spider Man topic, or you know, like a video game or a or a movie. Which actually we haven't we haven't brought this up uh, yet, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised. But um, yeah. the the video games were infamous for the narrator of the video games were was Bruce Campbell himself. That's right. Yes. Uh, yes. For the the movie video games, including weirdly uh, the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, they just game. kept it going. Yeah, which yeah, is... <laughs> they just kept him on. Not for Amazing Spider-Man Two, but for the yeah. first Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the non-open world one. Uh-huh. Uh, Bruce Campbell yeah. was still uh, well, he was still narrating. I mean, if you can use Bruce, if you can use Bruce Campbell, why not use Bruce Campbell? Yeah, yeah. actually, absolutely. Um, so th- that's the sort of thing that we'll probably cover on uh, on our weekend bugle. We'll have like a Spider-Man related topic to discuss. Um, every, uh, every other week while we're covering the movie and then during our hiatus every weekend. So, uh, check that out at, uh, duelinggenre.com slash support. And, uh, we will be back next week with minute 41. Bye everybody. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.